Yeah, it's Buku One here. And one thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one of more is Golden Eye. Mike's the level-headed. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. He can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting to Grammy songwriting to Burning Man flames to firefighter video games and many, many more than I could put in a verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's multiverse and many, many more than I could put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's multiverse. Yes, you heard it first here. Show did. Tion Buku One, aka Mr. Generous, live and direct. All right, everyone. Uncle Dad here. And this week, we have another Uncle Dad Listens. Last week, you just heard we had the incomparable Crafty uh, on here. Uh, he was a he's an up and coming uh, 408 based uh, hip hop artist. Very, very lovely man to talk to. Super, super funny, very insightful and has a great story to be heard. If you haven't heard a story yet, please go give it a listen. That is literally the past episode after before this. So. Uh, continuing this whole beautiful new tradition of Uncle Dad Listen. And really, it's just because we're lazy because Mike can't be here. So I got I to gotta do all the extra work. So thank you, Mike. Uh, I, I have another. Uh, I actually have two guests in the in the quote unquote office. Uh, you know, and the great thing about this show is that the office is wherever I want it to be. And so we were actually on this lovely rooftop looking over uh, downtown San Jose. Uh, it's very nice weather out there. Sunny. And I hope you guys can feel that energy here. And if you guys hear that in the background, it's going to be a train. I'm going to do my best that we can push that out. But if you guys hear it, it's part of the experience. Uh, and as always, as I say before every single show, uh, we have to pay the bills. And the way we do that is we talk about our sponsors. So we got to talk about two specifically. The Uncle Dad Talks, or sorry, Uncle Dad Listens is, is pr- primarily sponsored by local brewery, Clandestine uh, Brewing. Clandestine Brewing is based out of San Jose, California, uh, on South First Street, truly one of the best brewer- breweries in San Jose. Uh, they make clever beers. They just recently won a silver medal in the international beer competition. Uh, they are truly one of the best breweries around. If you haven't heard this yet, we have actually had a beer with them before in the past. Uh, we have a new beer coming out with them very soon. So please... Keep your ear to the ground of that one. Of course, we'll listen. We'll announce it here when it's ready. But just go down to Clandestine Brewing. Ask, tell them Uncle Dad sent you, and you should get yourself a free taster. Now, uh, my guest here, I don't want to reveal you guys yet, but you guys can hear me, yes? Yep. Okay. You guys see my super sweet shirt? I do. Now, we do. We do. There's, there is two of them there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to keep that in mind. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, you do see it, and I love that you see it. How would you describe the shirt to them? Uh, it's pretty fantastic because I'm a big uh, superhero like concept sketch idea and the blueprints with the Bob Layton art. Bob Layton, the most prolific Iron Man artist to ever live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the, the mix of both because you see like his stuff from Iron Man, Iron Man 2, the schematics. Mm-hmm. I love it. And the colors. Nice. Yeah. Very so, cool. so what he's fully talking about is my Roosevelt's shirt. Now, if you guys haven't heard right now, I wear Roosevelt's pretty much every day we do this show or every day, every time we do this show. Uh, I wear this at every live event, any sort of any sort of event that I do. I wear Roosevelt 
uh, Roosevelt's period. Now, the shirt that he's referring to right now is the basically the Iron Man schematics of his suit and all this good stuff. And you can see that if you just go to Roosevelt's.com. Uh, Roosevelt's is spelled R-S-V-L-T-S.com. Uh, remember, no U, just a V. Uh, go check them out and use promo code Uncle Dad. You get 20% off your first purchase. Now, that's a pretty sweet deal because these shirts, they're in about the $70 range. So you can get some good money taken off, man. Uh, so, and you know, if you're lucky enough, they might even do free shipping this weekend as well. So be sure to go check them out. Uh, Roosevelt's.com, R-S-V-L-T-S.com. And remember guys, the more, when you go buy their shirts, when you support them, you support us. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do is support each other always. So thank you guys so much for your continued support and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Uncle Dad Talks and at Mike Hampson Art. All right. I'm sorry to bore you two with all that work. <laughs> dude, it was it was awesome. Watching the professional at work, dude. Watching shit I don't know if I'm a professional, but I do my best to feel like it or seem like it. You know what? It's like uh, what is it? Buzz Lightyear said, "I'm just following with style." Oh yeah, yeah. dude. My favorite Buzz Lightyear quote: uh, "There's a snake in my boot." <laughs> Hello, my name is Andy, and these are my toys. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, that too. Uh, okay. So those lovely voices when you hear, or at least one of them you hear very well, is uh, the incomparable group. Uh, and I'll allow them to introduce themselves. Uh, they are based out of the Bay Area. Uh, they are, uh, you guys would say rock. Well, how would you guys describe the genre? Just b- brief description. Um, I would say, yeah, I mean, I'd probably describe it as like alternative metal, you know, some like new metal influence here and there. Some yeah, some deathcore uh, in style with like the vocals, just a blend of genres. Um, we like to incorporate different styles into everything we do, you know. All right, so that's a great way to, to explain it. Uh, so uh, those lovely voices you hear are two of the band members of this band, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves and explain who, who and what their band is. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, hey, how's it going, guys? My name's Richard. I'm the guitarist for Polarius, and then let me hand the mic over to Junior here. Hello, everyone. My name is Junior. I'm the uh, vocalist of Polarius. Uh, and like Rich was saying, yeah, we're kind of an alt-metal alt new metal death and roll we have a lot of styles but the one that you know for the the uh the the musicians and the music fans were always like oh you know we hit them with all the what we are and all the genres and stuff and if you know when i go to parties i go yeah i'm in a metal band and they're like oh my god wow and i'm like i'm not gonna play anything for you but that's what we do is that yeah. is that how they respond to they, they speak so softly like that oh my yeah, god yeah <laughs> it's like it's usually like like especially because a lot of the parties I go to, um, quote unquote parties, right? Um, a <laughs> Wait, lot of them. Hold on, hold like, on, hold on. Uncle Dad here. We be honest. What do you mean by quote unquote parties? Um, so <laughs> there are these events uh, because I live in Santa Cruz. Okay. Um, I have a lot of Santa Cruz friends, and we call them wine nights or wine Wednesdays, which started off as we get together and drink wine and maybe uh, smoke smoke the uh, the good Kush kind of thing, and they kind of devolve into like these big. I call them quote unquote parties because there's usually two groups. There's the people in the small room drinking wine and talking about like, I don't know, Aristotle and Plato <laughs> and the other half that are doing like, like jello shots off of people's stomachs. It's fucking badass. But, um, <laughs> okay. but those, those are the people who I'll be like, yeah, I'm in a metal band. They're like, what do you do? I'm like, I sing. And they're like, Oh my God, that's all right. Like, cool. How many times yeah. do people tell you when you say that? Hey, can you sing me something? Can you sing me something? Sing us something. It depends because when I say, because usually I just hit them with, yeah, it's death metal. And then they don't ask me to sing anything because they're thinking it's going to be like, and I'm like, I'm free. I'm free. One person asked me to sing. 
uh, one one person asked me to sing um, uh, "Bye Bye Bye" by NSYNC, wow. and there was like a group of people who were like, "You can like, like sing," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't want to answer that." <laughs> but why? Why not just like own it? Um, I don't know. I I feel like at these events, I do not like to draw attention to myself, mm. especially because. All right, kind of a gross junior fact. Um, I like when I'm in these big groups of people and especially the apartments that they're in, it's like a lot of people, it's like sweaty and there's no AC. None of our apartments have AC and I start sweating. Mm. Like I, I sweat and I'm like, I'm like dripping. Like I have to go to the bathroom and like wash my face because I'm like, oh my God, I look like shit, you know? And it's <laughs> like I the least amount of attention I can pull to myself at these things, I'm fine with. It's funny because you're a lead singer of a band. Yeah, that comes <laughs> up a lot where every, it's like, Almost every show, before and after every show, I'm like, man, I hate being in front. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do that. But it's, I mean, obviously it's fun, but yeah. I'm always just like, ah, shit. What happens when the day that, you know, you know, if the universe allows it, that you guys get signed, like big time? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then you got to do the press tours and whatever, whatever. How are you going to feel about that then? Um, be dead inside <laughs> <laughs> i know i'll pass it to rich too but i know personally i'm gonna be like sunglasses on my hoodie tightened up you can you can't even see my face you can see my nose in the sunglasses <laughs> and someone will be like oh what, what's your opinion on this thing i'm gonna lean to the mic i'm gonna pull like the little mask down thing so you can just see my mouth and my mustache and go yeah <laughs> pull back and just sit, sit in the back <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be a little weird at first because, like, I'm kind of introverted myself. Um, but I think, like, we'll get to the point where, you know, we'll have baby steps up to there where we're going to those um, like press conferences or just interviews and where it'll feel a bit more natural. Like, even being on here today is, you know, a step towards that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of opening up our voice and breaking out of our shell. So I think that's going to be very helpful. Yeah, it's uh, interesting that you, you say that, right? Because so... When we talk about the world of music and the world of what what it influences you on and what it changes with, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's either there's two there's two categories, right? Either you want to be famous and you want the money with that, or you want the money but you don't want the fame with that, right? Yeah. But the problem with that is is that both of them kind of need each other to survive. Yeah. And yeah. so, just learn the balance is the hardest thing. And, and I'm telling you this, I'm obviously not a rock star nor am I even that big of a big of a podcaster, but. You know, we do have some stake in that world, and mm-hmm. it, it, it is it is very weird. You know, like I, I will tell you from my experience, and you guys are still very young, so, you know, it took me a long time, and I, this is just from experience, to getting comfortable with walking up to just, like, celebrities and talking to them or whatever yeah. it may be, you know. So I think you guys are on the right track. I think you guys are on the right step. And, uh, you know, just remember, though, without the audience, there is no money coming in. Oh, most and definitely. so in yeah. the audience, they want to hear you talk. Yeah. And so if you are nervous, you got to do your best to get over that because those people who truly care about you and love your music, right, right they're going to want to know what you have to say. Um. You know, so just keep that in mind, gentlemen. Uh, uh, <coughs> so let's talk about the rest of the band. Yeah. Because uh, it's not just you two. It not. Okay. So let's talk about the whole group. Go ahead and explain, uh, right, introduce them all, uh, what their, their positions in the band, and then we'll dive in there. Yeah. Um, I think it will probably be better if we explain, like, how the band started. You know, and kind of go off like how we picked up. Well, not just myself, but our bassist Johnny as well. It kind of paints the whole picture around that. Okay. Um, I think Junior will probably have the best way to go about this because he's 
they are the ones that hit me up about it, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, we, uh, in 2019, uh, I had been introduced to Rich, or of Rich, by a very dear friend of mine, um, uh, who went to school with Rich. Uh, she was a year older than both of us. And our drummer, Nick Lebowski, um, he and I went to high school together, and we had done a few kind of music-ish things. He had done some backing uh, things for me for live stuff for an old solo project I used to do. And Nick Lebowski is a very talented drummer. He's a, He started off as a jazz drummer, took lessons for, like, what, 10 years kind of thing. You know, very technically proficient, very just fantastic behind the kit. And... Um, Polarius actually more started as a Rush style, I wouldn't even say, almost Rush cover band. We were very, it was tentative, right? It was very weird for a while. Um, and then uh, I had seen videos of Rich playing because of uh, our friend. Um, and um, I was like, you know, this this guy, this guy like rips it, right? I was like, dude, that'd be kind of badass. So we meet in like July of 2019, the three of us, just as like, a, all right, let's figure it out. And really like unironically, I know it's kind of cliche to be like, it, it just clicked, you know, it's lightning in the room, but it really was. We did, I think, I think we worked on The Beast first, which is a song Rich wrote. Um, and, you know, it, it really was just kind of a click. We did some stuff for a while. We changed the name because... We were originally, I just burped in the mic, I'm sorry. We were originally called, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like slobbering and shit. I, I, I'm like, <laughs> and then we fight and do the thing. He's not, he's not drunk at all. Just yeah. really knows. I'm just gross, um, <laughs> which it might just be worse. There's no excuse, but. Um, hey, he's getting that rock star life ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck this interview. Yeah. It's like, I drove here backwards. It was like, fuck it, who cares? Rock side of the road. But um, yeah, and we worked on, you know, we were originally a band called Hum. And there's already a hum uh, who is very popular, so we went, shit. Uh, they were active at the time, right? So we changed the name to Plurius. Uh, it was kind of a group effort because it was just the three of us in the beginning, which was uh, Rich had the idea for, like, Polly Iris. Uh, and this is where I always get it mixed up. I believe I made the spelling. No, Lebowski made the spelling, and then I made the pronunciation, quote-unquote. So it was kind of cool from that. We did stuff for, you know, good, good six months because right as we were really getting into it, uh, quarantine happened. So this is end of 2019 to 2020. Um, and we kind of worked in weird bits and pieces. Um, uh, we released our first full-length album in uh, 2021. It was like Mar February, March of 2021, maybe April. Rich goes away to basic training for how long are you gone for? Is it eight months? Something like that. It, yeah, it was like eight months. Um, Rich is gone, so we were kind of just like doing nothing. We reform, and we get Johnny. Johnny, the bass player. Uh, Johnny is Jonathan. Uh, I call him Joe. It's just because I'm annoying. Um, same re reason I call Lebowski Lebowski because I'm annoying um, and rich, rich. But um, he joins, and Johnny is just this unbelievably talented bass player. Because originally I was playing bass and singing, but I suck shit at bass, so that wasn't doing super hot, and I didn't want to play bass. But Johnny's fucking insane, right? So, end of 2021. 2022, we really started gigging, and we were doing, like, super everything we could you know for a while like they and that's kind of how we still are where i wouldn't say we're selective but we did some weird shows where we went you know maybe we should think about 
where we're going a little bit more, but we're still the same way. Um, we have a show coming up in August. August was it 25th? Mm -hmm. August 25th. It's a SpongeBob-themed punk metal show, which is very funny. Um, but sometimes we'll get people asking, you know, oh, you know, if they're like, are you free these days? And we'll usually take it 90% of the time because of schedules and stuff. But yeah, we were, you know, working on music, gigged for all of last year, started writing new stuff. Um, this year has actually been more of our, I would, I would call it our, our song year. Last year we called it the push year to try and get our name out, try to get people associated with us. Um, and then this year we're still focusing on gigs, but it's mostly working on our new album, which is still super in the early stages. We have a couple songs you know, we've we've finished, recorded, still finalizing, but at the end of the day, you know, we're just kind of taking it as much as we can and trying to push ourselves. I know Rich says it a lot. He'll be like, I don't care if we don't release another album for two years, and I'm like, I'm fine with that because it's like, I mean, tentative don't release an album for two years, but we were trying to make something we're really proud of. We don't want any bare spots, you know, what we would call dead air in the, the album. We want every song to make sense and work, and but... All that being said, Nick Lebowski is one of the most talented drummers. Every, I think every, it's kind of funny. Every member of the band has an insane musical background. Johnny, you know, been playing bass for how many years? Dude, he's crazy. He'll just be like, so I learned this Jocko song. And he just starts playing it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, right? Uh, same with Lebowski. Years of experience. Rich, like, is easily one of the most talented guitar players I've ever met in my life, straight up. Not just in his technical ability, but his, like, his ability to write, sometimes he'll just send shit at like two in the morning and be like, I thought of this. And we're like, fuck, I'm like Jesus. It's like in weird time signatures and shit. Rich is unbelievably talented. And you know, give myself some credit. I have 10 years of vocal lessons under my belt, um, opera, musical theater. I had a style teacher for a while. He taught me how to scream, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the main thing. It's the four of us right now. We're trucking, we're having fun. Uh, but yeah, I think we work, exist very well in that way. Now. Uh, let's talk to you about you, Rich. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I've seen some videos of you playing guitar. Yes. And I have to say, I am very impressed. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, especially, you know, you are a young man. So like, yeah. to see you perform at that level, I think is very impressive. Oh, thank uh, you. I think, uh, but you have a, you have a trait to the way you perform is that you wear something. I do. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I wear a mask, um, kind of sort of like a Calavera style mask, you know, skeleton. Sometimes I do a whole get-up, dress up as a skeleton. Um, I just thought it was really fun, you know. It started off, like, as a one-time thing, and then I thought, you know, this is actually really cool. I, I see the videos looking back, and, like, this really stands out. It's not uh, something, like, where I'm hiding behind a mask, but it's also something, like, where I'm becoming a different person, in a sense, where I'm sort of letting myself go and... Yeah, no, it's just really fun. I, I really enjoy it. I'm, like, in the process of making, like, new a new mask right now. Sorry, within the same style, but just keeping within that whole, like, get, dressing up. Because it's still, like, really cool to me. I don't know. Now, do you find, because you're a big comic book person, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, like, I would say elementary school, I went to, like, a couple, of, like, comic cons here in down, uh, oh, nice. downtown San Jose. Yeah, so I bring that up because do you feel like when you're, when you your mask on it's like, it's like you putting your your superhero outfit on or villain outfit depending how you want to look at it yeah i mean i could see it that way honestly because i don't feel like myself when i'm up there i feel like sure 
a different person, you know. I'm kind of just letting go of all my emotions, you know. Whether it be, like, anger, happiness, sad, or whatever. Just kind of put it all, th- all out there. Um, yeah. Do, do you find that uh, when you wear the mask, does it unlock, unlock more, like... Because you have that ability to feel like... Like you're invisible, but not in that sense, right? So like yeah. some people like that way because it's, you know. So when we first did this show, I wouldn't even post pictures of my face ever. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because I wanted to create that, you know, that anonymous type feeling. So like you're you are the interviewer, right? But I realize for me, uh, it's it's good to connect with people in the aspect of seeing your face. So let me mm-hmm. ask: would, you, would there ever come a point where you would want your face to be shown on stage? Oh, absolutely. And like I've done shows where I like don't have a mask on oh, you know cool. okay so it's not a, so all the videos i've seen have always had you wear a mask so i didn't know. yeah okay. and like that's on purpose too because like it's such like a marketable thing oh yeah of course. to see yeah. like oh this band and this member like kind of stands out you know sure. it's more memorable and like the reason you ask why i wear it is sort of the reason why i do it it's memorable you know yeah, sure yeah i mean when you think about like uh if his name if i remember correctly his name is buckethead right buckethead yes yeah, 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 yeah. so like that's I, you know one of the things I think of right away uh, is when I saw you, uh, it made me think about that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it, you take that as a compliment. But, yeah. uh, you know, it made me think about that. Obviously, you think about Slipknot, right? It's yeah. Because like, you know, uh, you're right. I think when you add some sort of, you know, and, and I don't mean this in like a in a, in a lowball way, but mm-hmm. when you add a gimmick to anything you're doing, it yeah. does add to the experience. You know yeah, I mean? no, absolutely. Yeah. And like, it's like, I think it's really important to like stand out in the scene right now because like, if you're kind of just going about and doing your own thing, you kind of just fall within the sheep and you kind of, you realize, oh, I'm dressing up like everyone else, which is fine. But, you know, if you're trying to stand out, it's kind of hard to do so, you know. So I think if you're like put yourself outside the box, I think that's, you know, fucking killer. Yeah, I mean, I think in many ways, too, when you look at like music culture in general, think about like DJs. DJs were doing that a lot, too. At one point yeah. Right, where so many were wearing masks, you know, even groups, even like duos were wearing masks, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, because it does add to the idea of the experience, right? Yeah. Like, wh- who, is, who is that? It's almost like watching, like, I mean, it's always art, but it's like watching like a different type of performance when you see a, somebody dressed up in some sort of way. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, like I think of uh, Gore, I think of, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, was it uh, Max Sabbath? I don't know if you guys know them. Max, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, even uh, there's another group, uh, that, I think they're retiring now, but uh, they don't wear masks, but they... And the idea of having a gimmick, they are uh, the Oakley Dokleys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's one of those things where I think it's a good gimmick to have. Yeah. And I hope that it continues to evolve for you, and you see maybe try a different mask, you know, which it sounds like you are. Yeah. And see kind of what you can grow with that. So I'm very excited to, to see the change in that character throughout your career in that. Yeah, absolutely. Th- and th- like, I took like a lot of a, uh, I would say like inspiration from like new metal because that's the stuff I grew up with, like. You know, Mudvayne, Slipknot, some Limp Biscuit, West Borland's like a big influence for me. You know, Limp Biscuit, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Limp Biscuit fan. That's, but, that's totally like, okay. Because like when I was when he was coming out for me, I was already about to be in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So like you know, you were at one point like you know you could like him, and then at one point they're like, dude, you like him? Like you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> but that's music in general, right? Especially yeah, when yeah. something gets really big. You know, we were just talking about it. Blink-182 was in town yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, uh, you know, it's like, I'm sure the crowd was great there. <laughs> but the crowd that was here in front of my house, uh, <laughs> I live very close to the, the arena, 
was horrendous. They were like, dude, a group of them wanted to fight each other because they were literally arguing who's the bigger, bigger fan of Blink-182. Oh, yeah, it sounds about it's right. Like, <laughs> who cares? We all should love it. Like, if I love it, you love it. Like, yeah. that's it. Why do I, dude, and they were going to go fist to cuffs <laughs> right in the middle of the street in front of my house because no i'm a bigger fan than you are like i don't, I don't know i did but that but that's this when you're passionate about something that'll always happen right yeah uh so now let's talk about uh kind of where you see the band uh kind of going i'll let junior answer this one here yeah absolutely uh so now you guys have you said you've been doing it for what about three years four years yeah about uh almost four years i would say four years next month okay Four years next. Jeez. <laughs> so, boy, when we talk about the future now, and you, I know you had mentioned about like, the, like that show in August, and you had mentioned that you guys are working on some things. But where do you see the band in five years? Five years. Actually, no, that might be too ambitious. Let's do. What do you see the band in two years? In two years. Yeah. Um. The high flying answer, I guess. You know, the shoot for the stars. You know, hey, look, Ma, I made it. Panic at the Disco reference is like. Um, I love Panic at the Disco. They're hilarious. I would say in two years, the concept of like, I don't know, this might be kind of weird. The concept of being famous is very interesting to to us, I think. You know, obviously, a lot of people, like you were saying earlier, there's a, a correlation between, you know, getting paid for the art you make, but there has to be a level of recon like recognition and fame might follow that in whatever context. But in my mind, it's like, you know, I think the type of music we make and kind of our style and our look and everything like that, I don't see us, I don't think we're going to open for Doja Cat anytime soon, which I mean, Doja, we are always willing to open for you. <laughs> Just saying, you know, like if, if I Spice called us tomorrow and, or like Olivia Rodrigo was like, hey, I have this spot open. We'd be like, we'll be there in 20 minutes. But would your music connect with that? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. We'd still do it. I mean, sure, of course, like, of course, yeah. But the, I guess the point being is that, you know, if we, in two years, I wouldn't, I guess it's not like I wouldn't care, but if we were able to sustain our lifestyles and be comfortable and even content in what we do and feel like there's wherever we go, there's an audience that what we do has like, like has meaning to us, you know, and it just happens to help other people. That'd be fine. I guess in two years, it's more um, that being able to tour and create and live comfortably in a way where it's like, yeah, we could do this the rest of our lives. You know, there are a lot of bands in the scenes, in like these kind of scenes that kind of reach that level. I mean, think about, you know, San Jose specifically, you know, the Doobie Brothers are from San Jose mm -hmm. and I would not want to be the Doobie Brothers. Duster are from San Jose and that's something I'd be way more cool with. Right. Smash Mouth, like, Tsunami, dude, Tsunami all day. Like that level, you know, it's like where no matter where you go, there's always going to be some sort of reception sure. for you that people know you to an extent i mean we also find this kind of funny rich and Lebowski get recognized like quite often actually oh, nice. outside the band which is hilarious because Lebowski is behind the kit he yeah. has like a it is like an eight-piece kit or more or less and rich wears a mask and he, they get recognized they'll be like They'll text our group chat and be like, yeah, I got recognized today. It's like, fuck. <laughs> like, the fact that that's already, like, happening, right? Yeah. It's like the in and out story, right? But, um, but fucking, like, I don't know. I guess that's... Well, hold on, hold on. You can't reference the story here. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Without my audience knowing. Oh boy. Oh, that's right. Okay, so. <laughs> or I can cut it out. Your call. No, I mean it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. We're at In and Out after I th- maybe it was after a show or it was like pretty recently after a show or something. There was a big group of us hanging out. There's a big line at In and Out, uh, In and Out in like the Almaden area. There's a huge line, and we just got to the front. And I go up to one of the counters, and um, and I'm you know paying for my meal, and I got like the number two, which is like seven dollars yeah. maybe, right? right yeah. And one of the guys at the front looks at me and he goes, "Are you in a band?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Who me?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, like uh, P- Polarius." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." And he goes, "Dude, you guys are fucking great. I've seen you guys like a few times." I'm like, "No shit, that's badass." My card declines. Uh, <laughs> it declines on a $7 thing. And I'm standing there like, you're fucking kidding me, dude. And I'm like out of money. But it was super cool because he like, he kind of like, he covered me. He was like, dude, I got you. And he, I think he, I think he gave me like a discount or something, but it was still like, I was like, dude, you're fucking kidding me. I was like, I'm like badass. I'm like, and that should have been like a learning thing of like, hey man, you know, if you don't want my card to decline at on seven dollars, you know, send them our way. But like, hey man, hey, in and out wants a sponsor, dude. Um, but well, no, yeah, like uh, shit like that. What I think is interesting about that story though is that it's, it can go two ways, right? It can go like, oh, I support you, or oh, you're in a van but you don't got any money. <laughs> I mean, well, I was. It could totally go two ways. Either way would be kind of badass yeah, because sure. both are funny in their own ways, yeah. but. Oh, uh, that guy still goes to our shows. Nice. Uh, he'll he'll show up and like, fucking, it's so funny. He came to a show like after that that we had almost immediately after, and I was like, dude, what's up, man? He's like, I'm like, you're the In and Out guy, and he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, appreciate that dog. I'm like, <laughs> dude, and it was bad. I mean, the line was out the door, and I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. Yeah, the, ex- the anxiety hits the roof. I'm sure. Yeah, because you don't like, want to be that guy either. You're like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where I'm like, uh, I have another 20. I don't want to be the guy who's like, just cancel the order. Like, you just, just end right, it. Right. Like, fuck. And, yeah. and one thing I want to mention real fast, uh, in and out for those who don't know, is a, a, burger, a burger joint usually based in the west side of our west, the west of, uh, of uh, the states. Because I, I, I think they have all throughout the west, right? Yeah, I think uh, the farthest I've heard that they go out is, I think, like Nevada or yes. Arizona. Yeah. Like... Well, that's a Outside tourist of, one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you're right, but but it's not common though, right? Like, um, but I guess uh, in terms of like, of like, it's not like you could go like two miles and be like, here's a fucking In and Out. Yeah, you know it's, it's like the same concept concept as like White Castle. White Castle's East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have one in Nevada. Like, I wouldn't count that one necessarily, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's a it's a very it's a very legendary burger joint. If you're from California, pretty much that's one of the reasons why people come to visit us is because yeah. of in and out uh, I mean, plus, like you said, $7 for a double cheeseburger, a drink, and fries. You can't Dude, beat that. You just got to make sure you have money for it. That shit <laughs> fucks. Yeah, as long as your card doesn't decline, check your bank app and be like, huh, maybe I shouldn't get the $7 meal. Like an idiot, right? It's like, I should have just gone up and been like, can I just get a soda? I don't give a yeah. shit. And, like, and you could have just got a burger, too, because the burger itself is only like, what, $3, right? Three burger's cheap. Yeah. Burger's cheap as fuck. Yeah, so. Dude, in and out in and out just uh, saying, yeah. you know. Yeah, in and out. We have a large listeners. You yeah. Know, come listen to come, Yeah. That, Dude. I used to hate in and out, by the way, really fast. Real yeah, shit. I used to hate in and out. Damn. Uh, I never understood why it was so great. And then I still don't really understand why it's still great. But I think I one thing I do say is that it does satisfy the needs of a great night of drinking. Oh, I feel, <laughs> oh, dude. I feel like in and out is not like... 
it's difficult because in and outs not a uh, it's not a McDonald's. I think that's or some people like because I understand where you're coming from about not liking in and out. Uh, I believe that's like a wrong opinion. Like that is the uh, <laughs> he's calling the host wrong. Yeah, I think it, this, I think his interview is just over. Now yeah, at this yeah. Point. <laughs> All right, well this is fun, guys. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean uh, because in and out is I get it. I get it. It's it's a lot. That's not a like a. It's not even a weekly meal kind of thing. Like but you have to be in some, a though. mood. But it is for some. For for some, I mean, for some, some, it's even a daily thing. Dude, oh. dude, yeah. if you're willing to die for the in and out grind, like all respect to you, but like I can't eat animal fries that that often <laughs> in my life. That's why you. That's why you got to vary it. Regular yeah. fries, cheese fries. Yeah, dude. The flying Dutchman fries. Oh, you dude, you could. Yeah. Oh, dude. Remember when they used to do the? Fu- sorry, off topic, but they used to do this fucking. They were like. Yeah, let me get the four by four, which was like so, okay. sixteen bergs. I have a story about that. Oh, here's uh, so when I was in high school, you guys probably weren't even alive or barely alive, uh, <laughs> conceptually um, alive. conceptually alive. Um, I, I would go there. That was like the high school thing to do in my in my my era. Yeah, and we would go there, and one day I was like, "Fuck it, dude, I'm gonna do the ten by 10. and so I ordered the ten by ten. I mean, for those for those who don't know, at the, at the time you used to be able to customize as much as you want. I think you could even do 100 by 100 at one point. I have a story about that too. Okay, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so I remember doing the 10 by 10, and I, you know, and basically what that refers to is you get 10, 10, 10 patties, 10 slices of cheese, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so when we talk about that, this, you, if, you, if you can imagine it, it's huge. It's a very big burger. It's probably, I mean, 10 by 10 probably would be what almost a foot a foot long burger, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and so. And for the audience, you know, just imagine, you know, all the accoutrements, you know, you would have, you know, your onion, your, your, your tomato, your lettuce, everything. And I took, I try my best to like scoop it up and it's, you know, it's greasy, right? As yeah. a burger is, and I scoop it up like that. And then I remember trying to take the bite. Obviously it's impossible for me to take one, one massive bite. Yeah. And I realized after four bites, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Uh, yep. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, well, hold on, hold on. I have an idea. So I took it back to school. Because uh, it was my school and uh, in and out were like right next door, totally. and uh, I took it back, and then I just made all my friends kind of pick at it, you know. Oh, nice. So that worked out for that reason. But if I was just by myself and I bought that like an idiot, I probably wouldn't even be alive right now. Yeah, <laughs> you got like twelve burgers in. You're like, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Just, I'm like, bury me underneath <laughs> yes, the in and out. Yes, build yes. a statue. Build a monument to my <laughs> my my sacrifice. What was your story really fast? Of knew that knew some dudes many many years ago. You did a hundred by hundred. There's four of them, and they said. And these were like these were like physically fit people. Like these, I would I, like they were like we can make this happen. I left. I heard the the first guy apparently retched, and I'm like I'm out. <laughs> Even like, and I was a kid, kid. I was like maybe like seven or eight, maybe a little older. But like I was like nope, yeah. uh, nope, never. Yeah, that one guy ran to the the bathroom. We went okay, let's let's head out. <laughs> we, we got our prize. We're good. That's funny. Yeah, it's badass. Uh, it's also funny too. So when we talk about uh, for those who listen. Uh, Mike is actually kind of like an anti-fast food guy. Uh, he eats very healthy. Totally. Or, uh, healthy as he can. Mm. And uh, one of the things his opinion on is like, you know what? And, <laughs> and really quickly, everybody, I, you know, I know it's about interviewing them. But I don't know why we're diving so much in and out. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay that, that that's happening right now. But yeah. <laughs> in and out uh, he was like, but in and out is like the best fast food you can have. Like, really, when you think about it. Like, it's healthy rice. Do you disagree with that? Or oh, he does? Yeah. Okay. So my thing with in and out and... <laughs> you're listening to the in and out podcast by the way yeah <laughs> all right um i don't know in and out's great i i loved it as a kid but then i got a job there and i worked at oh, the one okay. by the airport near san jose okay and that one is horrible not as a workplace but as like 
the line just goes out into like Los Gatos. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. I didn't talk about. It was super long, and I just have like vivid memories of me like standing out there in the cold taking orders, or like spending an hour just cutting fries. <laughs> but okay, but to be fair though, as, as like a as a company like that though, they pay pretty well for a, a startup job. Like it, for your first like job, that's not that bad of a pay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, no, yeah, they pay amazingly but also it's the amount of work that you do it's like from the time you clock into the time you clock out it's all rush sure, there's sure, no yeah. like downtime what's yeah but your days must fly by though uh some would yeah. others would feel like years <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that you bring up that you work there too so again i don't know why we're going in and out trad but uh <laughs> uh but uh i somebody it's two people i grew up with in high school they actually went they both went to go work at in and out yeah they ranked they went all the way up the ranks they got married at in and out mm. and uh, <laughs> and i believe they actually work for a corporate office now oh wow and so uh shout out to those two and um i'm not gonna say their names because i don't think they want that out yeah there. but uh yeah so in the, the moral of the story <laughs> is that in and out is a powerful place to go work eat party do what you got to do have yourself in and out in and out you can have that one for free Hit me up when you want more. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So continuing the path of which we are, uh, let's talk about um, influences. So uh, influences of the music that you guys make. I mean, we kind of dabbled on it, but I want to talk about it more. Yeah. For you, uh, uh, Rich, let's talk about your influences to guitar. Who inspires you the most? And do you kind of take from anybody else to kind of help in inspire you or the way you play? Yeah, absolutely. Um, influences, West Borland from... Uh, Limp Biscuit. We got Joshua Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Matthew uh, Matthew Bellamy from Muse. Uh, Joe Bla uh, Joe Duplantier from um, Gojira. Oh, from Gojira. Let's see who else. I'm super into um, this band called Loathe right now. I see. Yeah, <laughs> he's I'm, wearing a load shirt right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're down to earth guys. I love their music. Uh, Vended. I love Cole's playing. Um, honestly, yeah, anything new metal, anything like metal core-ish in that scene, I'm really into right now. Um, yeah, just between let's, those. Let's talk about, uh, Junior, your uh, your influences and when you sing. Sing, uh, yell, scream, however you want to describe it. Yeah, so let me think. Because I, the, the, I guess for my cleans, again, I have a, a very – Heavy musical theater background, not as much opera, but the lessons were great for my vocal strength and my projection and my ability. But, you know, thinking of everything in that regard, I'm a big fan of, of uh, uh, Ian Gillen from uh, Deep Purple. He has a very cool voice. He was nice. Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ Superstar when yeah. it was, was the album. Um, a lot of classic stuff like that. My dad was, a, I had a who dad, if that means anything. So Daltrey all day. Um, he has a very impressive voice. Um, Wait, wait. When you say who, you mean the who? The who. Okay. I had a who dad. Got, okay. So there's two things that happened right now when you said that. One, I was like, is he referring to like a dad who who wasn't there? Or two, a who were you dad? Were, oh my god. Well, no. I, <laughs> I thought insane. you were trying to say. So in, in Louisiana, they have a saying called who dat, uh, which is uh, who dat. 
Yeah. Oh. And that's how I was like, is that like a reference to that? Like, who dad? Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> okay. So it's, no, no. you mean the who? Got the it. who. Yeah. Okay. He was, he's a, he's a fucking who dad, man. Like, he's <laughs> fine. That dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, man. Who dad? Who dad? Who dad? Who dad? Yeah. He's a, okay. uh, yeah. The, I mean, most of the music that's funny. I've, I've learned and learned to love is from my dad. Shout out to my dad. Beautiful. Um, but, in terms of a lot of my clean stuff and then, you know, kind of getting into, again, that level of, Jesus Christ, I got to stop burping, man. I'm just fucking, I'm just like, and the funny thing is he didn't burp once we were talking about in and out Yeah, I'm like, fucking God damn it. Jeez. Um, but fucking, dude, this coffee's kicking my ass, apparently. But in terms of, you know, the, the cleans, I have a lot of, I don't know, ideas in that. I'm a big fucking... I don't know Bill Withers, Fox. Mm, like you wow. get into like, like the Motown. I was a big Michael Jackson dude wow, growing up. Nice. Like fucking, and I'm on both sides. My parents were like dweeby nerd like vocalists. I mean, you think of I think of the moments that like changed my life musically. You know Henry Rollins, especially yeah, in the beginning. Rollins, I was yeah. like Henry Rollins coded so bad. Like mm-hmm. I was. I mean I have a black flag tattoo mm-hmm. um, because you know. A lot of annoying people have black flag tattoos. Um, but the first <laughs> punk record I listened to was Slip It In. Great start. Um, the first time I heard that bass line and the drum intro, I was like, it's over. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of, you know, kind of obviously uh, kids of my delegation when we were growing up, we listened to a lot of Kurt Cobain, Nirvana stuff. Uh, I fucking love Fecal hold on, Matter. Hold on. Kids are your delegation. That was way before your time. Um, I, I, I guess I kind of mean like the suburban white kids who don't. <laughs> okay. yeah, the, I thought you were being like that was your era. I was like, no, wait, yeah, you would have been dead yeah. by the time you would have. My parents who had, didn't even meet until 1995. Yeah, like, I was yeah, like, what? Um, but, yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I guess when I say like the, the dweeb nerds in eighth grade who were like, they thought they were really cool because they listened to ACDC. I mean, you know, I like ACDC. Motorhead, obviously. But when it gets into the big, heavy vocal stuff you know acdc lemmy all day fucking it's the most insane so it's such a recognizable voice you know and you think of like uh um in terms of that i like devin townsend his voice is fucking insane that dude is crazy uh maynard um you, you know like you kind of get into that that uh, area. Don't you love um, when you have you talk about your inspirations? You just want to go down that that list. I know. I keep thinking. I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, this well, is great. That's great. I mean, like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, I like this guy, and I don't know. His voice is cool, but, <laughs> but I also I can... don't want to do like a whole entire list for the audience because they're gonna be no, like, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I okay. guess you know. And then I, I guess into the the grosser. There are like artists I don't even fully know, but I hear yeah. like Ritual send me songs. I'm like, I gotta learn how to do that shit. You know what I mean? But yeah. I guess that's kind of the a lot of my cleans kind of come from like. You know, musical you, theater. I also I actually want voice. to say something that you made me think about this right now about, you, about you, Rich. Uh, you had uh, when I see you play too. Uh, you know how it makes me think of, and I don't know why it does. Truly, and again, take us as a compliment. Is uh, it reminds me a lot of Primus. Primus. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You have that. Primus you, Fox. You, you have that energy, Rich, uh, when you play that very. Uh, I'll just say this, man. I think if you continue with that passion of your playing, I think you have something very big on the way, for sure. Because uh, oh, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, you know, given the way that I, you, I think, and I, not to say that you guys aren't all great, yeah, but there's definitely a shining, uh, a, the shining jewel in the way you p- play guitar and the oh, way you perform. It's, it's very good. So thank you. I hope you keep with that passion. You keep 
pushing forward, whether it's with Polarius or whether I mean, obviously you want to be with your, your brothers. And yeah, moms, yeah, absolutely. But, but, you know, also take the opportunities that come your way, too, man. Yeah. You know, I think and I hope they do. I hope uh, I hope all you guys get those opportunities you guys want. Yeah. Um, now, uh, we're going to get close to wrapping up here. But before we wrap up, uh, we can hand it actually. Well, actually, I, I'll have you introduce it. Yeah. Uh, we you guys brought a song for us to listen to. Yes. yes. Yeah. OK. What song is that? It is going to be our song Tusk. Okay. Yeah. Tusk. Is that based on the Kevin Smith movie? It is not, but I do love that movie. <laughs> the fact that you bring it up could just bring me down this entire <laughs> rabbit hole. So I'm a big, uh, if, you know, for those who listen and for you guys to know, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I talk yeah. about him probably like once every, every action and probably every episode he comes up. Uh, and so Kevin Smith is very much like my mentor, you know, without being my mentor. Uh, he's my inspiration in ways. Uh, he is a, uh, He's, he means so much to me. So funny enough, when I when I did look you guys up when I first, that was the first song I listened to. Oh, because wow. immediately I thought, oh, man, Kevin Smith, Tusk. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into the song, though, just to talk about the movie, just very briefly. Yeah. Those who don't know, because whenever you reference something, we have to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Tusk is a very oddball movie. Yes, uh, absolutely. For, for that Kevin Smith wrote and directed. I don't want to give anything away, but what I will say, you need to watch it because it's one of the most unique experiences and when you get that big reveal towards the end, oh yeah, it is insane. Now, quick little little fact though, do you know where that story originates from? It was I, off the top of my head, can't remember, but I do remember hearing something about it. It was like, not. It was like based off a short story, right, or something like Kinda. that. Kinda. Yeah. So what happened was, uh, Kevin Smith has a podcast called Smodcast, mm-hmm. and in that he found a article. He found not an article, but he found a a listing on Craigslist Mm -hmm. about this guy who wanted to relive the days when he was stuck on a rock with his walrus 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 friend Mm -hmm. right all true story but then what it turns out is is that it was just a fake story somebody wrote just for the hell of it and he didn't think it would get he didn't never thought it would get read by Kevin Smith yeah and then they made a fucking movie at and you know, if you, for you, if you don't know this yet, they're actually working on Tusk Two now. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but it's going to be down the line. But it's definitely yeah. something he, uh, he's working on. So, uh, but imagine that Tusk Two, and you know how oh. it ends. So oh yeah. It's going to be very <laughs> weird. Uh, but yeah. So, Tusk, uh, go ahead and give us a little introduction to the song. Yeah. Um. So I wrote this song back like my late or like towards junior senior year of high school. Um. It was all based off a dream I had, which was just very random dreams. Um, I, I have very random dreams. This was just like a dream about these like aliens going off. They find Earth. They start poaching like elephants. And then they find the tusks from the elephants. And then they start fighting with them and they make swords. I don't know. It was, I'm kind of messed up with my dreams. What are you, what are you smoking and how can I have some? That's <laughs> funny because like, I'm actually not, or I haven't smoked in like years. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, you're in the military, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's not going to tell me the truth on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was, I just have weird dreams. And a lot of the music I write is based off those weird dreams. And it just happened to be one of them, you know? Okay. Uh, so, uh, our audience, when they hear this, we're going to play like a one minute clip. Um, they can hear the whole song on Spotify, correct? Yes. Okay. And to spell your name out so they can look it up? Yeah. P-O-L-Y-E-R-I-U-S. Hilarious. Look that up on Spotify. We're going to play it right now. And when we come back, we will wrap up the show. Goodbye, 
Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, seriously, thank you guys uh, for bringing yeah. that. Uh, I really think it's a great song. I really do. I'm not just saying yeah. that. It's a fun song. Thank you. I think uh, it is one of your most popular, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you, it's definitely something that we want to keep growing. So please, everybody out there, go out there, listen to it. Again, uh, spell that for them one more time. Yeah. P-O-L-Y-E-R-I-U-S. And it pronounces? or Polarious. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, go, do you have something <laughs> to say, sir? No? Polyarius. <laughs> oh, okay. That's like, um, <laughs> yeah, so like with the spelling, it kind of sounds like polyarius. Um, people often get that mixed up whenever they come. It's like, oh, you're in that band, polyarius. And like, yes. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Well, I think when I first heard the name, I think when we were talking to you and I, Junior, uh, I thought you said Polybius. Do you know what that is? Yes. Okay, so I was like, oh, that's so that's kind of a fun name for a band, Polybius, especially knowing the story behind it. And I was like, oh, but no, then you said not. So then Ooh. I was disappointed. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, okay, so gentlemen, uh, where can uh, our audience learn more about you individually? Can they follow you guys on Instagram or no? Yes, absolutely. Okay, uh, so we have our Instagram, Polybius the band, and then. Uh, they can always follow us on our personal accounts as well. Me, I'm public. Uh, if you DM me, I'll respond. Open to meeting everyone and anyone. Um, my handle is Richard Arenas Twenty. Great want to spell that though. Yeah, R I C H A R D A R E N A S Twenty. So I had to think about it for a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, what's my, what's my last name? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah. Um, Yep, the band account, Polarius the band, all all one word, all same spelling. Um, mine is uh, we're looking at J R L Swartz S W A R T Z, all one word. It's just my initials. Um, I'm also public. Um, I am not great with DMs. Uh, you can you can send one, but I mean, so they give slide, it, give they it slide a, in your DM. They might yeah. miss. You might be. They might miss it, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it might. You know, three to six <laughs> business weeks, but <laughs> if you're if we're lucky, you know. But um, that's yeah, funny. that's uh, probably the best best way to go about it. I don't think our Twitter is like active at all. I okay. think we've tweeted once. We're like, this is our band Twitter, and that was it. Uh, I don't even I don't remember what it's called. It's like it's I don't know something funny. What's funny that you say that is that we have a Twitter too, and we never use it. And like, but like our followers are growing on it, but we're not using it at all. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, I gotta use that eventually. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's uh, go ahead and list the rest of the members again. Just list them off. We have Nicholas Lebowski, Nick Lebowski. We call him Nick the Brick Lebowski. Um, uh, Johnny De Jonathan Diaz, uh, John Johnny the Bass Diaz, um, bass player, drummer in those directions. But yeah, and yeah, those are our boys. We miss them. We plus love you them. two, so four all together. Four all together. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and you said you have a, a show we want to announce officially, right? Yeah, uh, okay. August twenty uh, fifth. Yeah, I mean we have some stuff coming up this weekend. Won't really matter because the episode will, yep. will come out after them. But yep, August twenty fifth is our next official announced show. Um, X Bar Cupertino Homestead Bowl and X Bar and Cupertino, SpongeBob themed punk and metal show. So we'll uh, we'll have some fun with that. You guys have a website too or no? Do we have a? I don't remember if it's on the digital <laughs> business card. Yeah, what? A website? A website? We do not. Currently. <laughs> Currently, we do not have a website. A lot of our information goes out on Instagram at the moment. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right, gentlemen, before we wrap up, you know, I know you guys like comics. Yes. And we haven't done this in a very long time. And one of our staples we used to always do before we wrapped up was we would ask every guest, and we're talking celebrities to organization, you name it. 
uh, what comic book would you recommend our audience to listen or read? And so here's the thing. Both of you guys will get that opportunity. Who's ready to go first? Clearly, you're ready to go first. You want to go or? You could go. <laughs> Let me hit you with it. Okay. <laughs> the most influential comic books I've ever read in my life. If, if you had to pick. Uh, okay. Fuck. All right. Watchmen <laughs> is probably the best comic book you'll ever read in your life. Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. It changed. I was too young when I read it. And when I reread it during the pandemic, during quarantine, I was like, oh, fuck. 12 issues. What I mean, it is the greatest graphic novel ever written. I mean... You can look at the greats of that time. Dark Knight Returns is fucking insane. Frank Miller, before he went kind of crazy. Dude, anything fr- Daredevil, Frank Miller, the Born Again arc. Your, your passion fucking, just turned on. Dude, <laughs> Daredevil, Man Without Fear, five-issue uh, miniseries, JRJR one, art. Just oh, dude. Oh, oh, fuck. Okay, well, let's look at... I mean, dude, uh, go back to the uh, the Iron Man shirt. Okay. Uh, uh, Bob Layton hits you with... Um, uh, uh, Iron Man issue 128, Demon in a Bottle. Mm, yep. Literally, that yep. was supposed to be the last issue of the series. Bob Layton resurrected mm-hmm. a D-list character of the time. That's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the Daredevil arc. I mean, it, think about Batman, the amount of fucking yeah. Batman things. Spidey. I mean, dude, if you had to read one comic book ever in your life, just one, Amazing Spider-Man number 50, Recipes, yep. Yep. John Romita Sr., that is, I mean, it has, I think, one of the most iconic, not covers, but one of the most if not the most iconic uh, comic book image oh, yeah. of all time, being yeah. Spider-Man walking away from the, the... Peter Parker walking away from the Spider-Man suit in the garbage can, yep. talking about, I was just a teenager. Dude, like, yeah. I could go fucking insane with this list. Yeah. But, I mean, Watchmen, um, Demon in a Bottle, Dark Knight Returns are classics, fucking uh, Neil Gaiman, Alan Moore's Miracle Man stuff. That's all I have to say. All right, all right. Just fucking... Well, I want to add something real fast. So when you talked about Amazing Spider-Man 50, right? Yeah. Uh, so Mike actually has that cover tattooed right here. Base as fuck. Yeah, Let's yeah. go, and dude. It's, uh, done by our good, our, our, yeah, our good friend, Brandon Bracamonte. Uh, nice. His artwork is incredible. Just some of the best tattoos. Oh, He's not yeah. in this area, though. He's in Sacramento. But That's all good. Actually, you would like his name of his, his, his tattoo shop is called, and you probably should get this reference, it's Imperious Rex. <sighs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah, yeah. That fucks. And that that's a very like deep hard. cut, right? Yeah, that's a deep yeah, cut. So shout out to Imperius Rex. Uh, that's badass. Check him out, man. Uh, Brandon Brandon sure. Bracamonte, one of the dopest artists we totally. know. Totally. Uh, but yes, all good choices. Of course. But I just wanted one, but thank you. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's difficult. It's I me. Know. I work <laughs> at a comic book store, Bronze yes. Age Batcave. You're everyone's goddess. If you want to shout them out too, go ahead. Yeah. Dude, you can, you can make fun of me about uh, anything there. It'll be badass. Awesome. Uh, your turn. Your, your turn. Your turn, Rich. Yeah. Uh, probably for me, probably be Killing Joke. Oh yeah, great, yeah, great one. Classic, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, it's one of the most probably important uh, Batman stories of all time. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, I like I even have like a memory of watching like the movie that they made, the yeah, animated right. one in Mexico. It was, it was. Are you from Mexico? No. Okay. My family is, but um, I'm from here in San Jose. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. I've great, 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 great pull. Both of you guys got great pulls. Also, uh, Junior, to you, you brought up uh, uh, the Watchmen. We t- we, uh, when we first started this show, we would talk about Alan Moore all the time. And so Alan Moore is seriously just one of the greatest. I mean, what he did with Swamp Thing, I think, is truly something that very few people could do to, to characters. Right? Absolutely. And what he did with Swamp Thing, you know, Swamp Thing was already pretty good, I thought. But yeah. he took him to the point where you could just care about this fucking thing. And yeah. you would never think you would care about this thing. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. And I mean, fucking Bernie Wrightson. Bernie probably, Wrightson, I yeah. mean... Uh, the owner of Bronze Age Batcave, uh, Damon, he would say straight up, he's Bernie Wrightson's probably the, if not the greatest comic book artist of all time. Awesome. Straight up. And I, I, you know what? I can't even disagree. Yeah. He's like a, the perfect mix of Frazetta, Frank Frazetta fucking, and um, I don't know, 
Ramita Sr. I will always mention Ramita Sr. He's my favorite. And you Rest should, as you should. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Before we wrap up, again, please go follow the social medias. What is your, what is this, the band social media, one last time? Polyrius, the band, uh, all one word on Instagram, P-O-L-Y-E-R-I-U-S, the band. Awesome. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, seriously, guys, this has been such a great experience uh, talking to both of you. Learning about your guys' experience, learning about what you guys drives you, and I really think you guys have nothing but success on your way. Uh, and I okay. really don't just say that. Uh, I just want you guys to know that if there's any, if you guys have any other shows in the land, please feel free to reach out to me. And if I have a chance, I will mention them on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. That. Of course. Thank you, thank you guys. Uh, everybody here listening. Remember, everybody, uh, I am not your uncle. I am not your dad. I'm just someone you can talk to. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>